but still, huh, this keeps moving away. Is it, uh, look at the legs and see if one leg is higher than the other, if it's on something. Uh, it's not on anything. Well, except this wire here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. There we go. There you go. Nice. And it says we're streaming. Not sure if anybody's in the chat yet. Oh, there. There. There's people in. Gonna start sharing. I'm gonna. I have to remember to record this time. Oh, nice. So it's easy. Nice. Do you have a hard drive? I do not. But if you just put it in there, like it, your processing speed is so much faster than mine. Okay. That I can just like do it here if that's all right. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, also, I have a pair of your socks. <laughs> nice. They're over there by the door. Let I, me. I'm gonna go put them in your shoes. Should I let him leave? Nice. Sorry about that. Live chat. Sorry, we're still setting up. It's kind of weird. Uh, I also need a drink, and I'm hungry. Yeah, I mean, I had a protein bar before I. Came, I... I came directly from the gym. Oh damn! So you, yeah, you're fresh. What's funny is after you talked about oatmeal, now I sort of am found my have found myself craving oatmeal a lot. So I went to the market and just got a thing of like rolled oats, and been sticking that in. Been throwing some like walnuts on there. It's uh, it's good as hell. But uh, let's see. And also sharing to Twitter. Yeah. Wow. Taste. All I have that's easy to eat is Zante currants. <laughs> Which are like raisins, but tiny. I was going to say, what even are currants? I mean, uh, the most... I, I, I saw them at the store and I just kept saying the name to myself and laughing and just say, Zante currants? <laughs> oh, no! And then it just goes into like... That sounds like the name of a famous insanity. basketball player. Sam Hyena and Andrew the Boy. We see your super chats there. We'll right. get to them in a minute once we start recording. Yeah, got to hold um, for sound. Uh, yeah, we got to hold for sound. Doing that now. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, welcome to RCR Podcast number 51. Uh, we are back from our visit to Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And it was a fairly successful trip, as was foretold by the fortune cookie from my dinner at <laughs> Rudder's three days before we left. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, this is basically our, well, this is my first time there, first time at Harris Hill Raceway, uh, got personal sort of driving instruction lessons from uh, Dave McNewitt, or better known Nugget. as Nugget. And he corrects people. Yeah. It, call me Nugget. Yeah. Okay. Did I mention that I actually correctly predicted where the nickname came from? That my guess mm. of where it came from was correct? Because, Which was uh, that it's an abbreviation of McNugget because ah. kids made fun of him and then he just owned it. Mm. And I'm like, dude, that's exactly what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where it came from. Yeah. 
And so McNugget. His last name is McNewit. Yeah. And so they started calling him McNug Nugget. Uh-huh. And then he just got rid of the Mick part and just said Nugget. Nugget. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's was a great trip. Uh, the weather was a lot more autumnal than I was expecting. Oh, good word. Yeah, I love that word. Uh, it's a banger word. But yeah, what did you kind of think of the experience? Because the weather was far from ideal. Like nah, even it was wet, but I got a classic Falcon sideways on the track. That was a good clip. Um, my second goal for being at Harris Hill was to improve my driving. I didn't improve my driving, but what I did learn is I'm inconsistent. So the next time we are invited back for, uh, H3R, we (laughs) haven't been kicked out yet. Yeah. Um, I half of me wants to go down there and just spend a whole lot of time on the track myself alone just doing cars yeah like and by that and by doing cars i mean for me like hardly filming yeah so i don't know it may be solo for me because like i may be there for like say four days and this may be half for me yeah or i keep saying for me but not really an RCR trip. Yeah, I'll do some fun cars. But the reviews I get from Harris Hill are more of how this car behaves on a track versus its place in history. Uh, we had a guy at the RCR car meet with a 1970 Cadillac DeVille. It's like, well, we already did a Cadillac DeVille. Yeah. But then the but Monica said she was really excited. She says uh, Monica Harrison is track instructor and race car driver as, as well as Nugget, also track instructor, race car driver. But Monica's was was like, let's can, can, can we do this? Can you have this? Can we race a Cadillac? Around? <laughs> it's, it's it's as opposed to the Cadillac we drove, which was nice. Yeah. This the one there was dirty. It was black, <laughs> solid wheels. It's nasty looking. And, uh, yeah, that would be neat to have that around the track. But anyway, I would like to just spend time on the track, just learning to be consistent on the track. Yeah. Not be watching the clock, not be, uh, uh, worrying about what you're doing, what the what the volunteers are doing. Am I holding up people's time? Yeah. It would be neat to go to Harris Hill and not have anything to film like for a day. Yeah. Or maybe even two days. At some point you have to be able to do things for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, before even I started putting out videos for it through RCR, New York Comic Con was a thing that was for me. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I was working at the entertainment blog and I was going there as part of my work, the it was still something that didn't feel like work and that was mostly for me. And Mm -hmm. even now when I go, I'm still thinking, okay, maybe I can make a funny bit about this. But for the most part, it's just a trip that allows me to decompress and it's for my, like, emotional health that for four days... 
everything in the world like <laughs> nothing matters yeah i get to be here i get yeah. to live in this moment i get to see crazy cool cosplay i get yeah. to be there with my nephew and do other things like that's kind of what comic conventions are for me but specifically new york comic Con. yeah so i know that hopefully you know i get that every year mm -hmm. uh as long as they keep giving me press passes and even then i'll probably pay out of pocket but mm -hmm it's worth it to be able to have things that are entirely for you and you don't have to take anyone else into consideration. Yeah. That's kind of the thing I like about being single, weirdly enough, even though like part of me misses belonging to somebody mm -hmm. is that I just like kind of having things that are just mine Yeah, that I can do and I don't have to explain it to anybody. Exactly. I can leave anytime I want. Yeah. This I don't have to, I can, if I want to tomorrow, I can go to Philly and get on a plane. Yeah. I have to tell zero people about it. There's no permission. There's no discussion. I'm going to go to Austin and race a car because I want to. Yeah. And like, even though I don't do that sort of thing, I want to do that sort of thing. And you know you could. Yeah. Like, you have the freedom that you're allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like last year, I was mentioning how one day I would love to literally just get on a plane, go to L.A. and just hang out, like, walk around. Maybe not even, like, run into anybody, but just walk around L.A. sort of. Because I'm I like cities, and mm -hmm. I'm very touristy when it comes to the film industry. But that would be something that would just be a me trip. There's like, nothing stopping you. Yeah, and there's nothing stopping me from doing that. I literally could just do that. And it's the freedom of knowing that I could. Now, granted, the things that are stopping me is that theoretically, I would like to get the next RCR stories out by Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I've already started uh, writing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you, Boris T.S. Karloff, for the compliments um, in the super chat, which we will get to. So uh, don't worry. Just talking a bit. But yeah, the the Harris Hill Raceway is very the perfect track for becoming acclimated to being on a track. Be it feels like a road. Yes. And in fact, it's called Harris Hill Road, and it has bumps and imperfections like a regular road. Yeah, like the dam turn yeah. uh, where, where there's like a little dam where water sluices out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, water sort of accumulates there sometimes if there's been rain. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe not the perfect place to, you know, you got to kind of ease on to the break. But on the same, by the same token, I mean, like Nugget was mentioning how, you know, I got to keep my eyes focused on the distance. And once mm -hmm. I get you know, the clearing, I can sort of open it up, you know, go full throttle. And I wish that I could do that more often around here because remember my anxiety and the specific thing that I said to you was that, um, because Monica wanted to get me out on the, uh, Porsche mm -hmm. and, uh, but we weren't sure how much time and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really married to it. It's like, no, no, no. You got to get out there. Like, just do a little. And I'm glad that you convinced me to go out there because mm -hmm. once I got into like that, that full throttle straight, I. The one that goes uphill. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I get it of 
just before I was not necessarily understanding why people go so far out of their way just to do this Mm -hmm. so that you would be getting a membership in a club and taking a car that maybe doesn't really belong out there out there. But by the time I was done, I'm like, everybody should do this. (laughs) I don't get why everybody doesn't do it. It was so much fun and it was really an eye opening experience, but I understand where you're coming from in terms of being more disciplined because I lack the sort of discipline that it takes to really take um even amateur level corners you know <laughs> yeah it's not normal driving not in at least. all and i was i thought i would be better uh tony richardson uh tony airlines uh the airline captain he's he's in the chat somewhere yeah hopefully he's watching right now he was there with a rental car yeah <laughs> it was a nissan Altima. yeah we he got the extra insurance. We took that around the track. Why not? And what happened was that thing. We couldn't turn the traction control off. We couldn't find where it was. So it was fighting us the whole time. Uh, Nugget described the rental Altima as miserable <laughs> because he is even modulating his steering in the middle of the corner, just trying to find out where the bite point is and. It, it the uh the abs and everything and the stability whatever crap it w- was always cutting in and he says i can't really do much with this thing yeah um it's jeffrey jetset says if anybody wants to be a member at h2r remember that it's a two thousand five hundred dollar initiation fee and two hundred dollars a month after that but, uh, but you get so many amenities. Yeah, you get you really a track do. where you could take anything around it. That's the thing. And, and emphasis on anything, because there is a wall of fame, sort yeah. of, of of lap times on there, uh, including everything from you know, what what a SWAT van, uh, yep. a, a man on his bicycle. Yep. <laughs> you know, one of the guys from On It who helped us out with this trip. You know on it. You've heard it. O-N-N-I-T, the total human optimization company. Uh, we have to give shout-outs to them because we had our car meet in the Onnit Academy parking lot the day before we left. Yeah. And we took their food truck, the Onnit food truck around Harris Hill. Surprise, it wasn't the slowest thing that ever went around the track. Uh, one of the guys from Onnit, Reed, Really, 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 really wanted to go around that track on a unicycle. Yeah. Because he teaches how to... Yeah. He's a professional unicyclist. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, we hear a bit of the music from the uh, local downtown parade. Well, not downtown, because it's not really... Well, yeah, it's Yeah, downtown. it's echoing. Let me and look out the window. It is echoing a wee bit. And so it's kind of funny because it's a halloween parade that's happening what it's like 750 now like most of the kids should be i see parents with lightsabers <laughs> um they're directing traffic out there and there's some sort of party van huh i think they're still what time is it it's 750 10 yeah, it's up. either over or they're super late and they're starting I can't imagine they're starting. Although, as I was getting in, the parking was a mess of just trying to maneuver around people. I mean... Um, I see car... Okay, let me just see. This is... All right, I see a float going by with... Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) It's an entire 
You gotta see this. Oh, the, all right. All right, there they go. <laughs> all right, there they go. It's an entire flat, oh. an entire flatbed truck. I, they're done. If they're going in that direction, they're done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This thing is over. But an entire like, I kind of wanted to go to the parade, but what I really wanted to be was to be in a parade again, like yeah. as a kid, because okay, I think that was like the JV football team or something. Yeah. Up there. But like, you get to ride on the back of a semi truck, a flatbed trailer. Yeah. Oh, this is the greatest night ever. Yeah, the uh, I mean, I got to march in the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City, and that's walking down like what Fifth Avenue towards whatever thing, and uh, that was one of the greatest experiences ever. But part it doesn't lack or it, it doesn't have the intimacy of a small town parade. Yeah, and so that that kind of thing that you see where you know it's JV football and it's all the cheerleaders and it's the parents who are trying to direct traffic or parents whose costumes are somehow more elaborate than their children yeah it's that type of thing and it's yeah i i just find it really charming man i was i was in i was in our local parade every year during high school because i'm in the marching band mm. so i'm in the parade one uh, my i can only remember one costume i had and it was just duct tape man <laughs> so i just bought the rolls of duct tape covered myself in duct tape i am duct tape man how did you get it off if you're covered head to toe? I well, just what, you, what you do is you cover the clothes before you put them on. Yeah. So you got like a jacket you cover in duct tape. You get a pair, pair of pants you cover in duct tape. I mean, you leave, you leave enough to get yeah. you don't You don't seal yourself in. I think what Mike Lindenmuth or something, I think it was Mike <laughs> Lindenmuth, did wrap himself in duct tape. And then he had a pee at the end of it, of course. Oh. And it's like, this is really weird. Like, he has sealed himself in. Yeah. We got a lot of super chats. We're we going to be getting to them uh, in a minute. But there's a lot of... Uh, what else from Austin? I mean, there's so much that kind of went down. The problem is, it's hard to talk about it without kind of spoiling yeah. some of the things that we're going to be doing in the upcoming we still season. Didn't get, we didn't do anything down in downtown Austin at all. Again... Austin's great place to go downtown. It is kind of hippie. We didn't get to go to Voodoo Donuts, but we did get to do some stuff in uh, uh, San Marcos, Texas, where the track was. And I want to go back to Torchy's Tacos. Oh, Torchy's was... Tacos was superb. Yeah. I had two and I was conked out, which never happens. Yeah. Um, I wanted to order a third, but I just know that that was not going to end well for me or for the hotel toilet. Mm. And, and I didn't want it to be like that one trip we took where we clogged the hotel toilet and we got the uh, plunger out, but then we clogged it again. <laughs> so we didn't want to like ask for the plunger again. So we had to figure out what was the solution. It was online, like some hot mixture water. of hot water and like shampoo or conditioner or something. Yeah, and just and, let it steep. In yeah. There. And eventually it frothed its way down after yeah. like seven hours. So uh. I I had I had the plop of ages uh I think at the end of the night before we had to leave. I must have been in that bathroom for twenty minutes. Yeah, it was just like a boss fight on porcelain <laughs> of just <laughs> sweating it out. Like there are stages I almost, to it. I almost had to break out my poop song, which is uh uh, the final countdown by uh, Europe. Yeah, I want to have this bit. If I'm ever somewhere and have a Bluetooth speaker, 
uh, and just be in the bathroom and people aren't don't know it's a bit's gonna happen and you just hear uh, 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 yeah. da -da -da! <laughs> just echoing from a stall yeah man <laughs> I do it in an in an airport but that's inviting trouble yeah on the on the way back some guy collapsed on the plane oh I tell I told you yeah you told yeah. me this yeah. the on the way on our flight back to Philly uh. I see this guy like fall into the seats and he was reaching for the overhead compartment. And then you see him go over some people and they kind of like, Oh, what, what's this guy? And he was like, sorry, sorry. And he sort of staggers his way back to the back of the plane, went to the bathroom back there, but he like falls into the door. He like, he fainted. Hmm. So I thought the plane was going to get diverted, uh, you know, somewhere in like, uh, what like Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. But but we didn't, and I snuck a picture of this guy as he slumped over, and he's almost slumped over in that same position. Do you remember that one Schwarzenegger movie where he kills some guy on a, pl or a plane or a train, and he just says, "Don't bother my friend; he's dead tired." You know, huh? One of those Arnie lines. Not offhand. I wonder if it's Commando. Possibly. And. And we tried to figure out what it was. Like, he wasn't acting drunk, so it was either meds or anxiety, or maybe he get, maybe maybe he gave blood, like, before yeah, he got yeah, on the plane. Because yeah. Tony Airlines told us that the uh, oxygen levels of a pressurized airliner is not sea level. It's like Colorado. Mm. So it's like 5,000 to 8,000 feet. So you're fine, but that's why people get drunk so easy on planes. Yeah. And also, it makes you fall asleep easier. And, oh, I, tell me about it. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, I was just asleep all the way there, I can't fall asleep on planes. I just... Nick is asleep before the flaps are up. Yeah, no. I, I haven't... I can't remember the last time I was awake for takeoff. <laughs> it's just... Because... It's one of those things. It's like selective narcolepsy of just, I can conk out whenever I want. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Cause once I get the podcasts on or whatever, um, yeah, but some guy in the regular chat says death lacks something. Just bought a six pack of Trogues Mad Elf. Yeah. It's winter time. It's time to yeah, break out the Mad Elf and the Toga. Yeah. I could go some of that right now. Do, 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 I don't have any alcohol or anything for this podcast, so. I just have decaf coffee. It's uh, enough to keep me going. That has some calories in it. May I have a sip? Yes. Thank you. It has almond milk in it, too, mm. which is additional thing. Um, calories. But, yeah, it's very much a uh, comfort drink uh, for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I can do decaf when I just need that. It is that comfort drink. Yeah. I have a hard time writing if I don't have coffee. Or yeah, at the same very here. least tea. Yeah, I, I need the tea. I have uh, to, very much. I want to finish writing my, uh, I have it written, I got to type it, and I hate typing. What, the season premiere? No, my, um, oh yeah, shit, we got to do that it's Friday? Friday, yeah. Friday. Um, no, I need to write my, Kia Forte press event article for Road and Track, and I want to have that video up and done by Monday. I mean, and by video, I mean just me reading it to you. Yeah. 
So that's probably the other thing of like, there's not a review this Monday either. No, um, because of the, but Austin we will have track. videos, but we will have videos. I have uh, two videos from the Austin meet. They're going to be staggered as opposed to going on ball at once. Like the RCR stories did. And I have one video from the Austin meet of a fan demonstrating to me one of the last car phones made in 2000. It's like 2003. They were still offering car phones. Yeah. As a manufacturer options. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what's on the deck, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, but, yeah, a lot of variety in Austin. Can't really complain about the trip at all. Had this one guy is time. asking me, has, has Bruce Henn received any more mail addressed to me? No, he hasn't. Nah. Don't mail Bruce Henn. Don't mail stuff to Bruce Henn's garage. I'll never read it. I haven't been there in like a month. Yeah. I just go there to say hi. Nothing's wrong with any of my stuff. Falcons. The Falcon is shifting later than it normally is now. Like all the gears are like five miles an hour later, which is odd. I yeah. mess with the TV cable and I'll mess with it more throttle or sometimes called the kick down cable. It's not a huge deal. It's just you have to say I, I'm on a back road where you just drive like 40, 45. Yeah. I have to speed up to 55 miles an hour. So it shifts into fourth gear and then slow down again. Huh. It's a totally analog automatic transmission. What are you going to do? Nice. I suppose. I ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon, like uh, shirts, like two shirts. I ordered a motorcycle chain cleaner. I ordered some KT tape, and I couldn't wait for it, so I bought some more. This is like dumb stuff. Like, holy crap, late Thursdays. First, it's my knee. Now I think I have a bunion. Right, that's like an old person's thing. Yeah. On the outside of my foot, which is called a tailor's bunion, I I got some KT tape at at CVS, and it's like there's with bunions, there's nothing there's there's nothing you can do other than pad the hell and wait for the inflammation to go down. Yeah. And if it doesn't go down, you need surgery where they go in there and they shave the bone down because it's like a like I have my shoe size is ten and a half, six e. Mm. unbelievably wide feet and maybe just years of me squeezing into three e shoes instead of six e has caught up to me so i have this sore it's weird it's like what the fuck is this sore doing on my foot that isn't healing after two weeks it's like it's like i have a bruise that isn't going away yeah it doesn't well it, it hurts if i put weight on it and it's like on the outside of my foot dumb yeah. Well, the good news is it's a they shave bunions all the time. The bad news is you're laid up for like a month. A month? Damn. Yeah, cuz like laid up in you ever see people w- walking around with those like cast boots on like yeah. they have a foot cast but it's a boot. You got to wear one of those things cuz you after they cut your foot open on the side I, w- I was up at 2 a.m. last night yeah. watching YouTube videos of bunion surgery. Oh. Of uh, It's weird. There's no blood. Like, there's nothing oh. going on down there. Like, unless they got like a slurp, one of those slurpy dentist straws just sucking up <laughs> any blood that comes out. But I'm just looking like, oh, that's the metatarsal bone. Oh, and literally they have like a micro chainsaw that's just going like it sounds like a dentist drill. And they're just zut cutting this bit off the bone and then you see him just sewing up the foot huh and it's like huh but that probably after that your body just goes into what the fuck happened mode (laughs) um once once you know all the drugs wear off yeah and then you can't put weight on it 
at all Eesh. until because you just cut the bone like down to the marrow sometimes and it has to the bone itself has to grow its outer shell back yeah. inside your foot so that's probably why it takes like a month because looking back when people would break their bones in high school and stuff i remember like the cast would be on for a month and yeah. then it'd be like a smaller cast and then it'd be on a sling and then pretty much that was just chris with the cast <laughs> because the old bob orton yeah it's just yeah the I don't know. Someone I, says trying to eat breakfast here. <laughs> Sorry about that. The I mean, it's weird in that all you want to do is kind of get back to your usual exercise routine and the universe is kind of just yeah. being like no dice. I'm not gaining any weight. I mean, it's been two weeks of no cardio and me just going and just doing upper body stuff. It's weird not being totally covered in sweat when I'm done. And I don't feel like I did a workout but I know I lifted a bunch of weights. Yeah, you did something, and that's something. So it's more than a lot of people. I saw two people looking for parking tonight at the Halloween parade, and I look inside of their SUV, and it's weird seeing like someone who has to drive a car, but they have to lean back because their man tits and belly are so big, they just collapse into a chair like a beanbag bag. It's like man. This took like 30, you took 30 years to get this way. Like yeah. when you see people who are totally ripped and they realize, okay, this has been an entire life of strength and conditioning. Yeah. Like the same goes for being a blob. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been at, well, I've basically been living at the gym all week because I'm trying to undo everything I did in Austin. Oh, those tacos. Those tacos, oh. the bread pudding. It's just, ah. Yeah. You had the bread pudding yeah, at bread the cellar. Pudding. And I do not regret it one bit, but <laughs> that is is one of those things where i just want to sort of make some measure of progress and so i'm doing this core circuit that nice. i feel like death at the end of it um strangely not as sweaty as i am when i'm running which i guess it's kind of a different sort of thing running is just pure cardio yeah it's just all of the blood is just going to the legs and i love it because it's like a human being's natural state is uh, to run and it was it was probably a Rogan podcast where they were talking about one of uh, Homo sapiens' big advantages during the hunter and gather period is that we can run at a steady pace for very long periods of time more than the prey can. And they talked about you know tribes they would literally run a gazelle to death. They even though they couldn't run as fast, the the gazelle would just run in sprints mm. and. The hunters would just be jog, 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 jog. I'm like, we're coming, like, like the Walking Dead or the Jogging Dead. Yeah. We're coming for you. You can't run forever, and yeah. they'll just chase it for a day, and then eventually it's like, fuck it, and spear. Yeah, eventually. and it's all down to like our like our way oversized whatever the muscle is in the in the thigh. Yeah, there's, I think there's, a, there's a science word. I think for we it. had this conversation of trying to figure out what the muscle in the thigh is, and yeah. we said we would look it up, and neither of us have. There's no Jamie. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no young Jamie. Just yo, pull this up. Even though I think he's older than us, he probably is. So <laughs> Rogan's fifties. Yeah, Rogan's fifties. Doesn't so. look it. And Lee Syatt is older than I thought he was because he sounds like a young kid. How old is Lee Syatt? He's like my age. Oh, okay. So like. Eh. People in Southern California have young voices. They do. It's odd. It is. (laughs) 
I mean, I, I think I kind of have a young voice because, okay, so the weird thing is my New York Comic Con video, a lot of people were commenting about like how angry I sounded. And it's mm. not that I was angry. I oh, yeah, sure. Um, it's that I was trying to project. So yeah, it's loud, because man. New York is insanely loud and you could be at New York Comic Con standing two feet away from someone talking loudly about their costume and they will not hear you. Yeah. Um, not that I've done that, but you theoretically could. Loud and bar. Yeah. It literally is, although in a manageable way, it's more like a loud mall. Uh, uh, it's noise, but it's not to the point of distraction. So yeah, it's, it's nice. And, and the other things. So I, I I'm guessing we're going to get to the super chat yep yeah that's why i just kind of mumbled off there because i started to see uh super chat questions so yeah i lo- let me let me just make i'm not sure. sure where they start now it's nice because i can see the previous one there Ooh, okay. is where, where we had to sign up and the new one here is where it doesn't have the sign so up because we, like, we got a thumbnail to work with yeah i'm go from a light shirt to a dark shirt and even if i were wearing the same shirt one has the no the sign up and the other one doesn't mm-hmm. so it's very nice very nice indeed. Sam Hyena, thanks for being here in the very beginning. What is the best car for someone who works three part-time jobs? Oh, I know how that is. And commutes 40 miles daily. Okay, what... Um, I would say something cheap, but if you're going to be in a car for 40 miles a day, you're going to want some comfort. You're going to want cheapness. You're going to want fuel economy and comfort is going to be what you want. So that leaves out Subaru because they're thirsty. It leaves out Toyota because they don't really, their seats aren't as good as Honda's. Um, you could go to one of the smaller Chevys. Um, you could go to oh, I forgot about Kia and not because you know they took me to the thing although they are a, a newer Kia is going to be good but um, if you're working three uh, you're gonna you're, you're buying something used and Kia's only got good recently like in terms of their interior so bear with me here you're gonna do a Honda Accord you're gonna get a Honda Accord you're going to get a 7th generation Honda Accord because it's been a while and you probably can pick one of those up for like four grand. Nice. It's going to be very comfortable. The longer wheelbase is going to smooth out the bumps and you know their cruise control is pretty good. My recommendation to you is a Honda Accord. Even though they have a larger uh, four-cylinder engine, it is a version of the K20, so you can say you have the engine the kids like. <laughs> and if you have to haul people, they're going to be comfortable. Seventh generation Honda Accord. Very nice. Andrew the boy says, is it worth buying a truck? Just get the vibe. Or, or just for the vibe. Like, is it worth buying a truck just for the vibe? I mean, where do you live? Do you need a truck to fit in with the boys? I mean, because I can't imagine buying a car just to fit in with somebody. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's... a. Yes, in a way, a car is the uniform that you wear in your daily life. It doesn't just represent the function of getting you where you need to go, but also on projecting elements of your personality. 
<laughs> Gary, nice. Uh, it's a, it's a he has a turbo. Oh, nice! I didn't even notice. But yeah, well, strange to see you with the novelty shirts this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Justin Burnash gave me this. I don't think that it's something that should be something you buy just to fit in with a group to become. It's basically what you're saying is. Should I buy a truck in order to further my progression to becoming a stereotype? It's like, yeah. Are you doing it? How because committed you are be... you to your local uh, status quo? Yeah. Do you feel if you don't have a truck, people won't take your opinion seriously? Yeah. As is your county that red? <laughs> it's just, and I mean that in in, in uh, however people want to take it but ultimately it's i just because like we're near pencil tucky so we know exactly how it is to have that sort of uh truck or nothing lifestyle but at the end of the day you have to do what makes you happy brian was telling me off mic regarding like my mom's ongoing search for a vehicle that uh you ultimately have to be happy in what you buy and not what the others will think of it right. because you're the one who's going to be driving it. And ultimately it's your money. It's right. not their money. If the, now, if they want to pay your title and registration and they want to pay your car insurance, yeah. then maybe they get to have a say, but until that day comes, yeah. then, you know, they can go kick rocks. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I drive an old Subaru. So I drive a V six Mustang. So, so? <laughs> Uh, Burgundy Burnouts, uh, video game recommendation, Warframe, it's free on Steam, free, eh? Mod, <laughs> Steam, eh? Computers, eh? Mod. I've dumped 30 hours in in the past four days. It's amazing. Also, double check that it's recording. Oh, yeah, it is. Thanks. I mean, if it... Oh, why does it say please power off? What? Oh. What are we talking about? Please power off. You have AC power going in you. Dick goes in you. Sorry, <laughs> Nick. You're going to have to pull I'll get it from the YouTube. Like, We're like I, 0 for 3 the past time. It's never done that. And of course is... it's done that. Let me, let me turn on my H4 again. I have it plugged into AC power. I've never understood this. Like, I thought... If oh, I would be on Rogan oh, or something like again. that. Uh, once I see the Fs start popping up, that's I know the stream is down. Um, unless unless my memory card is full. Let me. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, why? Why is this happening? Hold for sound. All right, so we're going to see if this thing keeps recording. All right, cool. If not, hey, if not, hey, this is, you've just joined us in the middle of a super chat for RCR. I'm talking to the people on, on iTunes right now. Uh, the people who do are joining us for RCR podcast 51. We're talking about stuff back from Austin. We talked about it for a while. We're just getting the super chats right now. Let me prop my phone up so I can make sure that I'm sure the stream I don't have a lot of down. the card. I, there we go. Yeah, it's it's not showing the battery sign, so it's running off. The Zoom H4 is running off the wall. Yeah, this is what it is. 
Anywho. No, we talked about vibe. We talked about Burgundy Burnouts was there with uh, 30 hours. I've never I'll tell you, Warframe. Me neither. It sounds like a it sounds like a free-to-play phone game. Or like a real-time strategy type thing. Yeah. Yeah. My brother last Christmas, and I'm just getting it getting to it now, bought me Axiom Verge or Axiom Verge um on Steam. I have a 360 controller that I plug into my computer and I've been playing it every night while I eat dinner, just a little bit. And last night I played it a bunch. Pretty much this whole week because I'm doing very little RCR stuff this week. It's kind of my week off. And um, Axiom Verge is Metroid. Hmm. It's classic Metroid. Like, it's not Metroid, but it is. Yeah. But it's complex in the way you remember the original Metroid being. Yeah. And there, there are various um, options for how you complete a level, I suppose. Or are there? Did you... Did you pl- am I... Are you young enough that you never played the first Metroid on Nintendo? I anyway? played a Metroid. Well, I have played Metroid. I don't know if it was the first Metroid. Oh, okay. Um, and even if I did, I didn't get Is far enough to... Other? I know Super Metroid people like yeah. that a lot, but... Um, well, anyway... Axiom Verge feels like uh, Metroid. So that's what I've been playing recently. Thank you, Burgundy Burnouts. Wouldn't be a podcast without you. Caleb Neef says, when doing a review, what questions do you typically ask owners? First, is it your car? <laughs> Whose name is on the title? Is there insurance? Is it inspected? What, what fluids is it leaking? Do any lights not work? Are there cracks in the windshield? Uh, do all the gauges work? Do the seat belts retract? Do the brakes work? Is it leaking brake fluid? All of these sorts of things. And then I try to decide if the owner's crazy or not. And what cars have provided unique questions, provoke unique questions of their own? Well, in Austin, on the track, uh, when the battery came loose... Like we popped the hood on a volunteer's car, and their battery was just sort of you yeah. Know, there, there, there was a limp uh, bungee cord holding their battery into the car, and like, and they were shaking it and said, "It's not going to fall out." And it's like, you've never had this on a track before. There are going to be lateral forces that have never existed. This battery could either fall into your fan or ground itself on the side of the engine bay. Yeah. So we. Uh, uh, ratchet strapped it to its uh, uh, tray and the ratchet strap stays there today so he drove home with a secured battery yeah it's in there nice and tight which may or may not be what she said oh Chris Edwards thank you for your donation Chris I love the cha- channel I drive an MGZR okay so that's one of the newer MGs uh I know very little about them. Uh, uh, like all the MGs I know about is the MGA and the MGB. That's it, because you know we're American. The lat oh, it's a hot hatch produced by MG before they went bankrupt and were brought out by SAIC. I don't know who SAIC is. I'm sure someone in the chat. An MGZ- MGZR. So it is a. Leyland car or is it a rebadge something else because I know MG was doing that as well people in the regular chat will be doing it very cool dude I've never driven a modern MG stuff to do if and when we come back to uh, to the UK again 
Next question is for Nick. Uh, Boris T. Karloff, thank you for the donation. Nick, congrats on an amazing RCR story. It was fantastic. Love your passion and effort and love you. I love you too. And thank you for the kind words. Um, sorry to everyone about the volume issues. I think in the process of editing it, because I'm using a new microphone, it, it caused me to sort of uh, listen to it with headphones. And to me, it sounded fine, but I realized that after a certain point, of listening it listening to it for as long as you do you become biased to what you think it sounds like so that that sound becomes normal to you because i was afraid of going too far in the other direction and having it be too loud and so i when i ran the compressor and well not the compressor the noise reduction it was kind of to eliminate room noise and room tone and then i guess i didn't really adjust for how it would sound once you're actually playing it in a video. I mean, it sounded fine on my laptop and at full volume. Granted, it did have to be at full volume, but other than that, it sounded fine to me. But now I realize that for these types of things, I got to get a fresh pair of ears on them or either that or just, you know, once all the audio editing is done, I just wait a day and then like come back to it with kind of fresh ears in a way. Uh, which means I have to get on the good foot and actually have the certain things done ahead of time so that I have the time to be able to do that, of taking the time to actually listen. So yeah. I've noticed uh, my regular uh, RCR videos, the ones that even I, audio engineer, are still softer than other people's stuff. I um, I could spend more time dicing up the audio into little bits and making sure uh, I'm not I'm not attenuated too much um, typically I, I I try to get it at least all even and I'm going by uh, the waveform and not by what my ears hear I go what I see on audacity yeah. And sometimes I think when I put it into Premiere, it, it, it attenuates it again. But I haven't heard too many people complaining about the uh, the audio levels on the regular review. Yeah, it was just on this one, which was kind of a shame because I feel like it kind of overshadowed a lot of what the video was actually about because mm -hmm. people were having a hard time hearing it. So I'm sorry for that. But um, I don't know. I'm thank you for enjoying it. And thank you to everyone who did enjoy it. When I was at the meet, uh, I started just kind of spilling the beans about like what the story was that I would be doing. And a lot of people didn't know who Mickey Thompson was. So mm. uh, that's kind of why I did that true crime hook in chapter one mm. in the prologue so that people who think this is just going to be a biography know that, that eventually it's going to deal with a crime mm -hmm. and that we have a mystery to solve. And that mm -hmm. will be the through line that kind of keeps you watching, even though it's, you know, mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, Crazy Ivan two times. Is it a bad idea to sell my 2000 Eep JK 55,000 miles? You'll get good money for it no matter when you sell a Jeep. They all hold their money. It's whether or not you're done with the whole Jeep life thing. Are you done with the whole Jeep life thing? If you are, then sell it. If you're not, hold on to it. There's never a bad time to sell a Jeep. They will always get money. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. 
Thank you. Christo? Christo M. Christo M. Love your work. Uh, would hang out, but I'm studying for my final high school exams next week. In October? October? Huh. Unless he's in a different country. Possibly. Or he's in a different hemisphere. Different planet? Yeah, it would be different hemisphere. Because if he's like New Zealand, it's two coming week- up on yeah. two weeks away from their summer vacation. Yeah. If they have summer vacations. Well, no, I think they do like two weeks on, two weeks off, or something like that. I wonder what Bryce told us or what. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, maybe he is Australian, New Zealand, Mayhaps. Chilean, <laughs> um, Argentinian. My final high school exam start next week, so I have to go. P.S. I drive a first-gen Forester. Fantastic car. I like the first-gen Foresters. I don't like that some of them have 2.2 engines. They should all have the 2.5s. But then again, if you have the 2.5s, then you have the head gasket issues. So they should all have turbos. Yeah. Well, we drove a... Fr- no, wait. Did I drive a first gen? I think it was. Uh, the first gen or second gen? Fuck, I can't remember. And we drove way a million years ago, four years ago, in uh, Omaha. There was that STI-swapped Forester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should all have turbo engines. <laughs> but yeah, hang on to that Forester as long as you want. Von Waffensburg, hello again. That truckster lifestyle is going to keep me from the live crowd tonight. Three more weeks until Florida. Okay, so I'm fairly certain you both have dealt with depression. Yep. You you, f- you feel it's becoming normal. Like OCD. You mean... To be just open about depression? Like, like, do you feel it's becoming too normal, like OCD? Which I, I don't really know um, that OCD is normal because a lot of people will say, like, oh, I'm so OCD. It's like, no, if you really knew what OCD was like and how hard it is to sort of break from that to become sort of a functioning person, then you wouldn't just say that your little quirks are OCD because they're not, you know, uh, it's just, you know, Oh, I have to have, you know, my things organized. I'm so OCD. It's like, no, you just like having your things organized by the same token. It's like, eh, I feel lousy today. I'm so depressed. Like that's not depression. Depression is when you literally can't find a reason to get out of bed where you're feeling fatigued for no reason. And you know, you sleep too much. You, you, barely function as a person because in a very i think it's called anhedonia which is this condition in which you're incapable of feeling joy or any sort of you know endorphins for whatever reason they never release so you never get that high now i think there are some people who will struggle with that but ultimately what you have to do is um face the day no matter what because if you allow your if you cocoon yourself into a vegetative state then you're only feeding into the feelings that the depression sort of creates and uh, but is it becoming too normal i think it's becoming too normal for people to claim they have it obviously you can't really know everybody's story uh because everyone has one but 
I think there is a big difference between maybe feeling bummed out sometimes and having actual clinical depression mm -hmm. that requires medical treatment. I mean, like I'm on medication and it's, and I talk to a therapist and it's something that, you know, I do so that I have that outlet, but sometimes you guys are my therapist in a weird way like that having the freedom and the ability to do my winter diary video helped me so much more than and I, it's weird to say that because i'm not necessitating or i'm not facilitating the idea that people should do this like that they should you know, talk on the internet necessarily about what they're going through. But just in my case, like I got a lot out of the video, whether anybody got anything out of it themselves, which is just to share what it is I'm going through to know that I'm being heard mm -hmm. and that to know that maybe there's someone out there who identifies with it. And I, uh, because it's like, obviously I'm not the only person in the world who's had, had his heart broken. I'm not the only person in the world who's lost a friend. I'm not the only person in the world who's lost his grandmother, but it's, also that type of thing where these feelings were unique and new and different to me and so i wasn't entirely sure how to process them and that's all the more reason to actually talk to someone who knows what they're doing and yeah things yeah you have anything to yeah i mean i could go on about when i was seeing a therapist about depression and and weird stuff but it is kind of personal with me, and I don't really think in the context of a comedy car show it would be appropriate to get into it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Von, Vaf thank you. Hey. Von Waffensburg. Thank you for your donation. What's up, TK here? You might you might be a bad writer if, a la, you might be a bad redneck. You might be a bad re redneck if you use alliteration and think you're the first person to think of it. Oh, alliteration. Alliteration, it's uh, an easy thing to kind of uh, go by in that you want, you th you mistake alliteration for crisp, clear phrasing when really, you know. It's I like reading a pogo stick going down the street. <laughs> Great. Doing, 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 doing. Okay. Yeah. Here comes Mr. Clever. <laughs> it's, it's like writing a pogo. Good riding is riding a unicycle. Bad riding is riding a pogo stick. But also good riding is riding that doesn't really have to um, apologize for itself in no. a weird way. Like Cormac McCarthy, he doesn't, 90% of the time, he doesn't use punctuation. doesn't apologize for it. He, mm -hmm. uh, you, when you open up a Cormac McCarthy novel, you know you're not getting a traditional, you're not getting quotes to indicate who's speaking. You're not yeah. getting necessarily a comma to continue to interrupt a, or to indicate a break in a thought mm -hmm. because when you are skilled enough, you can play with form, but also when you're writing from an honest place where you don't necessarily care mm -hmm. about form and uh, the things that other people are going to necessarily chide you about, mm -hmm. like then, you know, it becomes good writing when it's free from any external like barriers you place on yourself right one of the biggest barriers i notice and continue to notice in myself is trying to impress the reader yeah yeah like trying to show the reader how smart i am yeah which comes from insecurity uh good writing is egoless yeah
Uh, Iced line. Ink. And th- thank you, What's Up TK, for your donation. Iced Ink. Got The Walking Dead. Her- oh, it's the guy who showed up to nice. the car meet. Who had the hearse from The Walking Dead. Got The Walking Dead hearse back home without exploding. Very good. But the radio quit. Uh, and... That's bad times. Probably a good thing. I said, maybe I shouldn't daily this thing on the way home. And then the radio played Devil in Disguise by Elvis right after. <laughs> I think it had bullet holes on the side. It was cool. I forgot that that was a prop car. Yeah. But I don't know which episode because I'm sorry I haven't watched The Walking Dead. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. like in where where that hearse appeared in the show. No, I, I mean, you're not missing anything. And I couldn't tell you where either. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Icing. Thank you for coming to the uh, show. Uh, the guy from On It who was doing the interviews, uh, your, uh, your video appears in that video. Um. Kevin, thank you for your donation, Kevin. Thank you. I want to give you two a tip. A dirty tip. There's a special place in hell for guys who don't wash their dicks. (laughs) Really? Oh, you're individualistic, aren't you? Great. Yeah. You're making it harder for the rest of us. Clean your dick before you... (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're not circumcised. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which is a completely whole other can of beans because right. some people want to go to war. Yeah, over. either. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not involved in that conflict. Yeah, that's not Just a hill pick, I feel like dying no. on. But I'm on, I'm on team soap for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've been in locker rooms. You look. Some people got nasty hogs. <laughs> Ugh. And I'm not even talking about guys who don't, who don't who don't even trim their bush. Uh some people are so straight they don't even want to touch themselves. Like they don't even want to wash it because they feel that makes them gay. Yeah. It's just, uh, uh. Graham Bungroff. Hey, survived Navy boot camp. Catching up on RCR vids. Congratulations! Congrats. You got your internet back. <laughs> USDMMX doesn't have a question, but thank you so much for your donation. It looked like X was going to give it to us. Oh. It has. Thank you. Oh. Polysyllabic name here. Murray Manchan Thasuk. Manchan Thasuk. Manchan Thasuk. Manchan Thasuk. Oh. It depends on where, like, the, the, the emphasis goes. Yeah. Like, which syllable it goes on. Glad you all had fun. I have a movie date, so I'll catch this later. Seeing Halloween at the local drive-in. The oh. new Halloween. The re... The, well, not the re... Okay, it's... Technically, it ignores that uh, any of the Halloween movies after part two happened. So no Halloween H2O, mm. no like no Halloween that had LL Cool J or Busta Rhymes in it. It just goes straight one, two. Now this is, I guess, three. Mm. And also ignores the Rob Zombie Halloween reboots from like mm. however long ago. So that's cool that you yeah. still have a drive in. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd want to go to a drive in. I can't even remember if I ever went to one or not. I kind of want to say my parents Went to the Deer Lake Drive-In when it existed to see the first Jurassic Park movie. Oh, I saw Jurassic Park at a drive-in. Uh, but like the third time I saw it at a drive-in. 
I when I'm in a car, I want to be driving. I have no desire to be in a vehicle just sitting in it. Even RVs, I'm not too keen on. Mm. I mean, I get them. Yeah. Anyway, ah, crap! I should schedule the LS, the Turbo LS Winnebago, one of these days. Yeah, it's going to have to be a weekend before it gets too cold. Got to call up Justin Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Sean Bauer, Brewer, Sean Bauer, Sean Brewer, Mr. R, what are your thoughts on scooters, mopeds? Love them. And whatever you review one and offer, did already, <laughs> RCR Tomos Moped. Look it up, Tomos. We reviewed one. I'm planning on taking a riding class soon. Very good. And I'm thinking a scooter would be good, comfortable, and an economical first bike. Yes, it will be good in city only. <laughs> they, uh, most of them top out at 40 miles an hour. And that's 40 miles an hour on a flat road. You show a thing a hill, you're going 25 and you're holding up traffic. Um, if you plan on riding, if if all you're doing is living in a city, just riding block to block, never going on a highway, never going on a back road, never going on an expressway, never going on an access road, mopeds are fine. Anything else, you need at least a 250cc bike. Yeah. That's my recommendation. Uh, USDMMX... Uh, what? Oh, what do you think of Hoovy's Garage? Unless that was his previous screen name, and maybe Crazy Ivan Two X. Um, what do you think of Hoovy's Garage? Never watched a single episode. Neither have I. I don't watch too many other car channels. I'll occasionally watch a Smoking Tire. Uh, um, Mighty Car Mods, or like stuff that I know isn't gonna like subconsciously influence me in the sense that. I don't want that crypto amnesia thing where like I think I wrote a line and it's really someone else's. Yeah. On a car about cars. My um, head's cold. I have my hood up. Yeah. I I'll I watch every video that Justin Kramer puts up from the channel Fuel Injection Sucks because he's my friend and it's local and I get what he does. But as far as other channels, like most YouTube stuff I watch are documentary stuff down the rabbit hole. Tech Moan. Uh, I'm subscribed to a lot, but I, and then there's like other stuff that has nothing to do with cars, because I live in car and in, in a car world all the time, so I I don't tend to watch car content. Yeah. Dylan Smith, thank you for your donation, Dylan. Thank you. Finally, I have caught a live stream test. <laughs> um, Iced Ink says favorite car from the austin meet it's gonna have to be the ford ltd station wagon yeah. with like 40 it's like crisp and fresh that was my favorite one there um ice Dink says my vote was the weeaboo the straight pipe cross track subarus don't sound good straight pipe there's mm. no two ways about it they sound terrible and that cross track sounded like ass I get what he did. He straight piped it. It made a bunch of noise, but oh, I'm not a fan. Not only was that straight piped out the back, that, that exhaust ended before the catalytic converter. What he did is he removed the middle part of his exhaust. So the exhaust tip appeared out the back, 
But that thing's dumping exhaust like right behind the front seats underneath. And there we go with the Fs everywhere. Uh, okay. Uh, is it okay. still recording on the Zoom? It is still recording it's still on the recording Zoom. still recording on the Zoom, but we'll be back. Mm. What is it with us that it's like yep. a thing? I'm going to type into this. Just. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're back, yeah. but lagging. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> It's it's a thing. Uh, yeah. Just wait it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to keep talking because we're recording on the Zoom. So, yep. um, uh, where were we? Mr. Regular, get a new laptop. I don't think it's the laptop, though. No. I mean, like, like when I go to the laptop and I look at this, this looks fine. Because I feel like we're in a place that isn't meant for live streaming, like a part of Pennsylvania. I wonder if internet... I just don't have enough upstream on the on this connection. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, oh, it looks like we're back. So I, I mean, the but the frame rate just took a dive. So whatever. Oh yeah, it's reloading on your phone. Yeah, a lot. Uh, eh, yeah. It is what it is. Um, ultimately, my favorite car from the meet was the um. Oh God, the uh, Crown Vic that was there, the blue Crown Vic uh, from, yeah. uh, I think it was from like 92, mm -hmm. I want say. Um, I forgot how roomy one of those were. Um, Pretty nice. Yeah, it, it's just really nice. Oh, I also love the Pontiac Solstice that was there. Uh, just delightful. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really complain, but yeah. Let's see. If you had a Hoovies garage style hoopty fleet, what cars would fill it? Uh, if if I had places to put them, if I had 